1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Whoop,
0: whoop. How whoop, you guys whoop. doing? You know what's funny? I noticed that I didn't get organized. Oh, yeah? Your organized host.
1: Oh, your organized host. Be- oh. Or co-host, sorry. I be-
0: I think it's because we've talked about this before. I don't see myself as very organized. hmm and I need help with that, which is why I was so excited for our person today. I'm just hopping right into this. You're hopping
1: right into I'm it. I'm hopping
0: right into talking about Lisa.
1: Yeah. If you feel disorganized as well, our guest, Lisa Woodruff, she has some tips. She has some great tips, including the binders, all the binders. Well, I always big- think of like Mitt Romney with the like binders full of women when I think of binders, and it's not this. It's not that. Do you remember that? Wow. Comment? That's a dark turn. That's a, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lisa Woodruff is not like that at all. But when I think of binders, that is to say, okay, here's a here's a happier binder reference. It's, it's, yeah. No, here's a happier one. Okay. Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. Yes, It's like all that about one. the binders. That is more Lisa Woodruff. You know, I
0: do see, I do see Lisa's enthusiasm mm-hmm. in Leslie Nope, or Leslie Nope has Lisa's enthusiasm. And my big thing that I loved about Lisa was like, okay, first of all, sometimes I get a little bit of like Once people start talking about organizing. Yeah. But she actually has legit things that work. She does. That like I look around, like as soon as we were done with our interview, I looked around my room and had these piles of paper and they were gone. They were gone within like two or three days of our podcast interview.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, she so did some amazing stuff. Her stuff works. So she's the founder of Organized 365 and author of several books, including her newest book, The Paper Solution. She is a nationally known podcast host, professional organizer, lifestyle expert, and author. Organized 365 empowers individuals to learn the functional skills of home and paper organization so that they have time to pursue their passions and share their innate talents with the world. And we hope you enjoy our conversation with Lisa. We are counting down the days over here for the Happy Mom Summit happening February 28th. Now, we're talking about it a lot because this is going to be such an amazing, amazing week for you. Uh, And we're talking about it even before you can sign up for the summit, Brie. Can I be like, it's going to be huge? It's huge. 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 (laughs) Huge. You're going to learn how to yell less while raising respectful and responsible kids, as well as prioritize your own self care without feeling guilty. about it which is the big big thing and uh, we have some organization strategies in there as well to help you run your life a little easier yeah we're talking about like
0: real easy to implement strategies are going to help you with communication relationships organization understanding the why behind behaviors so
1: so many different things it's going to be phenomenal it is and to get all the info about it you need to be on our mailing list the link is in the show notes and now on with the show Welcome to the podcast, Lisa. I was, I, we were just talking, I haven't following you around the blogosphere for a very, very long time. And I'm so honored that you are here on the No Guilt Mom podcast. So welcome. Brianne, Joanne, thank you so much for having me. We are going to talk all about paper today, which I know it's like a huge problem in my house. We have a kitchen counter that is just piled high and no clue what to do with all the things. Oh, don't even get me started in like- my house. Like I will start cleaning
0: up And it'll be pretty for like a day. And then the piles start again. And they're just, they're little piles here. Oh, that pile's too tall. Let's do this little pile over here. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, I can't even tell you how many, like how much money I lose in my bedroom because like somebody will give me a check or a gift card and it just ends up in a pile somewhere. And I find it literally a year later.
1: Yeah. It's sad. So it's sad. Lisa, in in your book, The Paper Solution, which is fantastic, you describe- your, your kind of journey with paper and cleaning out your parents' house. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started organizing?
2: Yeah, I would say there are two different stories about how I got started in organizing paper. The first one was exactly what you guys are talking about. I had been an organized person and I was just fine. And even baby number one, I was fine. And then I had two kids under two. That uh, one with severe medical issues. They both had adoption paperwork. I was working from home in direct sales. I was trying to pretend to be this superhuman homemaker person, like wife from the '50s, and I just broke. And I literally broke. And it was the paper that broke me. It was the piles of paper and bills. And like you, like you said, Brie, like. I've worked with clients who don't cash their checks because you can't find them. And at that time, everything was checks because this was 2001. And I, I did have this little basket that if money came in or checks came in, they went in this tiny basket because everything else was like whatever. Mm -hmm. When I was going to get to it, my bills were being paid late. We had the money. I couldn't find the bills. It couldn't get paid on time. We were more paper-based then than we are now, but it it does not matter. Paper gets you when life starts moving faster than you can keep up with life. And then your paper management systems fall apart. So that was the first time Mm -hmm. Yes, I was a hot mess. That's when I created the Sunday basket. And then the second time was about 10 years later after my parents had gotten divorced and my father had gotten sick. So, my sister and I found ourselves as power of healthcare and then power of attorney, and then settling an estate and selling our family home. And <laughs> I was in the worst possible time in my life when that happened. We had no money, mounting debt, more health issues with our kids. The whole world was in a recession. I was trying to go back to work. Like, just I had no time, I had no bandwidth, I had no resources left. And I was like, there has got to be. An easier way to go through these life stages. When you you know, have children, you have to reorient your organizing. When you lose a spouse or someone significant that you are the caretaker of becomes sick, like you have to reorient your organization. And in these times, it's heavily paper oriented. You don't need paper all the time, but when you need it, you need it. And you need it to be organized. And if it's not organized, then it causes you even more stress and usually a very emotional time. And it really complicates communication with really expensive people like doctors and lawyers and realtors. And like, like you're costing yourself money when you don't have the papers organized And I'm sorry, but like your parents are going to pass, like you're going to have siblings that you have to take care of or, or aunts or uncles or children's or spouses. Like you are going to be power of healthcare and power of attorney for someone in your life. Mm -hmm. And it is going to happen at the least convenient time. (laughs) Like, And so you can definitely, yeah, you could try to prepare, like you can get your paper organizing organized enough so that when you need it, you have it. And when the inevitable happens, whoever is caring for you. You're not adding disorganization to an already stressful emotional time because their regular life doesn't stop. Like your, your regular bills, your regular job, your regular obligations don't stop when you add children to your life or you have an unexpected event in your family.
1: And I think like so many of us are overwhelmed by paper too. I mean, like I could tell you I've had a paper, a pile of paper on my desk for the last month that I'm refusing to deal with. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And and I don't I don't want to do it. And, oh, and
0: then you get uh, anxious and when you, you get look get it. It's like this little monster just staring you down. And you
1: you said something that you're like, okay, life gets you and you just can't keep up. And like I, I totally feel that because it seems like paper, it's coming at us from both angles. Like it the physical stuff. But then the digital realm as well gets you. And it's just like, I, I just need help.
2: <laughs> well, and I think when you're talking about that paper pile... <laughs> <laughs> For you, like it's a monster, it's like staring at you.
0: It is. It growls once in a while. I no. swear. I swear I hear growls in the middle of the well, night. Well, and
2: the growls are like, what opportunities are you missing? What ball are mm, you dropping? Yeah. Where are you not meeting your own or someone else's expectation? And often mm. there are not really actionable things to do in that pile because, like, you're living your life, like, you're being excellent and you are doing what needs to be done. Paper piles often represent future hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um, improvements that you want to make that are important, but not urgent. And so where does that kind of paper stay? And it usually is paper because it's an idea you wrote down or an article you tore out of some magazine or something you printed off the internet, because maybe someday that may be something you want to do for your professional life or your personal life. Yeah, (laughs) And then, so you're looking at the pile and you go, okay, I know I had this great idea, but I have no system for making sure that I check that again in the future so that when the opportunity is right, I even know where I put that thing. It's not really your actionable today's.
1: Yeah. And I think like that really bothers me as a writer too, because I hear like all these podcast interviews and people are like, I have this binder system and I write all my ideas and all of my data and all my sources down. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even compete. I can't even start because like, how do you do that? How do you wrap your head around organizing that paper? And also like you talk about these ideas that you have, you want to save them for later. You don't know if you can let go of them. How do you know what you can let go of and what you need to keep? Because that, that I struggle with that. in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes.
0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live and Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms away find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter you don't even need a prescription go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear
2: I think if you think of paper the way you think of like your closet so I would say Mm -hmm. even if you would disagree with me the area in our house that we tend to understand how to organize and maintain the best is our closet. Whether or not we've done it or not. We all, I mean, my closet is rainbow colored. See? It's
1: organized from red, orange, yellow. Yeah.
2: So we can understand closets because we know what size we are and what size we think we are. And then we also know what kind of clothes we like or what phase of life we're in. And like it's a project you can get doing on a weekend. You can grab some pizza, put on some great movies, move everything in, try it all on. By the end of the weekend, you finish this project. And there's a myriad of people who will Help you organize your closet, minimize your closet, rainbow your closet, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of resources. So we understand our closets. Every single other space that we want to organize, well, then mm, I don't know. You know, even kitchens like, okay, so are you going to cook from scratch? Like, I only do takeouts. It's really easy to organize that kind of a kitchen. (laughs) When you get to paper, there are no rules. The only rules are binders or files, but nobody tells you what to do with those. And you could put all Mm -hmm. of your notes and all of your ideas in binders. But the key to why the closet works and the paper doesn't work is you put things in binders or files and then you never touch it again. But your closet, you just Mm. naturally go through it three times a year. You just do. You do it in the fall, you do it after the holidays and you do it before the beginning of the summer. Even if you don't do the full clean out, You really move things around and think about what do I need for the season? And so it is the repetitiveness of going back to the closet over and over again and continuing to just double check that we don't have in our paper and our idea systems. So I use binders Mm -hmm. and I use these boxes that have slash pockets in them. I don't have a lot of them, but on a regular basis, I go through all of my ideas. So I shared with you before we came online. I want to do a TV show. Everyone on the podcast yeah. already knows I want to do a TV show. I've wanted to do a TV show since before organized 365 was a thing 10 years ago. So this TV show idea mm-hmm. is 15 years old. I have been saving ideas for this TV show for 15 years. Not a lot of ideas, but I have this slash pocket and it just has note cards in it and has typed things. And every once in a while, I get a wild hair like the other day, and I actually wrote out the script of the first episode, typed it all up, printed it out, put it in that slash pocket. I didn't digitally organize it. And whenever I want to dream Mm -hmm. and think about the future, I grab that slash pocket. I go through all of the notes. Sometimes I rewrite them. Sometimes I say, oh, that idea that's, that's old. Like that's not going to work anymore in today's TV reality. Oh yeah. I have this contact. Oh, maybe I'll reach out to this person again. And I just clean it up and I Mm -hmm. put it back away. It doesn't mean that I have to do it today, but I'm able to capture all of those ideas and keep them. And then whenever I want to be creative, I can. So what I'm
1: hearing is you have like one binder just for the TV show. No, it's only just one slash pocket. Just a slash pocket. What can you tell us what a slash pocket is? Because I'm sitting here going, I have yes. And you're holding about. up one of those binder organizers with like that it's, you like it's insert a it.
2: that you put in a binder that has a pocket. Yeah, it's a binder insert. <gasps> that yeah. That has is sealed on two and a half sides and has a slash down the middle. So that you could put in note cards, printed out emails, post-it notes. It doesn't matter what size, the piece of paper you have. And you could Mm -hmm. see through these pockets. So you could kind of see the notes inside. It's not just one color, like a file folder would be.
1: Now I hear binder and like, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like how many binders do you have? Mm, Maybe 10. That's not overwhelming.
2: So I have four household binders that I suggest everybody have. I have a binder for each of my kids. And then I have probably more than that for work and our binders are a certain color. So I probably have four financial binders for my office, two project binders of things that we do every single year, and then a personnel binder Mm -hmm. and an idea binder that goes back 20 years, just like any personality tests I've taken, any coach I've ever worked with, any dream board I've ever made are all in this one pink binder. Oh, wow. That must be a big pink binder they're all two inches. And so it's the culling of it. So, so as I go through like that pink binder, I usually go through just once a year. And when I go through it, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need this anymore. Mm -hmm. I could just write down this information. So it's, it's like your closet, you're constantly taking out as you're putting in, you're not just saving everything you've ever learned into a million binders. See, that would be me. I would like be like, okay, I filed it. I'm, I'm good. Well, that, that's the thing that
1: like puts <laughs> me off. How they grow. It's what puts me off about organization is this idea that you, you need, you need a binder and then the binder gets put away. and You don't ever yeah. use it again. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. What use do I have? But I love this idea about calling it and only having like, I mean, 10 binders sounds very manageable, especially when you think about how much paper and stuff people can accumulate. My parents are, my dad in particular is one of those must save everything. Don't know when I'll need it next kind of people. They have the huge metal filing cabinet with the files. And then some things aren't even filed. They have like huge like printer paper boxes in their closet of like just papers and photos and pictures that they will not get rid of. <laughs> and so I, I get really scared and I go almost the other way. Yeah. I throw everything away
2: <laughs> and I get rid of it. And that's okay. You can throw everyone like you, you are going to need some paper though. Like in America, we have to have birth certificates and social security cards yeah. and your tax recommendation. Like there's some things that you just have to keep and you do mm-hmm. You can digitize it. A lot of people will say to me then, well, okay, I just digitize everything. And you you can digitize a lot, but I want to specifically, Joanne, talk about your parents. If your parents did mm-hmm. digitize all of that,
1: they're never going to. Well, first correct. of all,
2: yeah. <laughs> But first of all, if they did, they probably would digitize all of it. They probably wouldn't Oh yeah, my dad, organize it first so that what good is my that? My dad
1: was a computer science teacher at my high school and so he's all about the digitizing and that's his future plans for everything. Doesn't
2: so if he does it though, let's <laughs> like, say he had digitized everything 5 years ago. Uh-huh. Is however he digitized it still relevant today, but more importantly, (laughs) will it still be relevant five, 10, 15 years from now when you need that paper? Whereas if you put it in a binder, I know it's not sexy. I know it's not digital blah, blah, blah in the cloud, (laughs) but it is really practical. It's a two inch binder. All of your finances will fit in there. Everything you need to settle the estate, everything you need for healthcare fits in one two inch binder. God forbid, you know, my mother in law has broken her hip. Then you just grab the binder You go to the ER, she gets checked in, they ask you questions, they're all right there in the binder. It's so easy for communication Mm -hmm. when you have paper and you're not, where's her password? Grab the computer, download the thing. Where's the microchip? Does this computer even turn on anymore? What was the password? It does not help in an emergency situation. That's when you need these binders. It's for communication. It's not necessarily for productivity. To yeah. When you're looking at your filing cabinet.
1: That's a really good point being it for communication instead of productivity, because I think that's how I viewed organization before to be like more productive. So I can find yeah. things when I need them, but really it's, it's making sure other people could find things when they need them for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's like a, it's a light bulb moment. It's like
2: organization, not so bad. (laughs) I push hard against it
1: sometimes, but the other
2: thing I would say you guys are in the South. So I'm thinking more California, Texas are really going to hear this message louder than anyone else it's also for evacuation reasons. Mm, Like the mm -hmm. reason I had been creating all kinds of filing cabinet systems up until 2017. And when the multiple hurricanes and the fires in California happened, and I had our audience emailing me and asking me what to take with them when they evacuated, I said, just get out. And I was like, that Mm -hmm. cannot be my answer. If you're going to organize with me, and then you have an emergency situation where you need to evacuate your home, you should be able to take all of your important records. And so we created Mm -hmm. these physical binders. And then in 2018, when people were evacuating, they were emailing me the pets and the children and the Sunday basket and the binders are in the car and we're leaving. And some of them did lose their houses or their neighbors Uh lost their houses. And they were able to get everything to the insurance company and replaced much quicker because they had all of their documentation with them. And then they were able to go back into their communities and help other people rebuild and re figure out their lives without their paper systems. It, It really is you know, organizing your paper is great for ideas. Like we want to do that, but it really is an insurance policy. And it's a gift that you're going to give to yourself and others when emergencies happen and emergencies happen.
1: Yeah. And they do happen. And like, I got, I got chills up and down my arms when you were telling me that story. And I've, I'm not realizing the importance of organization. And I, I, I've, kind of want to make myself some binders now because they seem very important to have. (laughs) Um,
0: can can you tell us more, like you talked about how you always recommend that there be four house, house binders. What are those four house binders? And, and how do you make sure, like, I'm still hearing this and going, like, I'm still going to throw everything in that stupid binder. And then like, so the paper, the paper monster is going to move from piles on my counter into piles in the binder, I think.
2: And it might. So I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a woman of excellence. So if you can get it to 80%, it's good enough for me. So Mm -hmm. there are four binders. And what I found when you're creating these binders is we so often try to solve our paper Problem into a paper binder. And there are actually three different places you're going to find the information that go in your binders. About 30% is going to be physical paper, Mm -hmm. 30% will be online or in your email, and 40% of what you need to put in your binder is actually in your brain. Oh, wow. So if you don't write it down, then no one will ever know. And that's why our binders actually come with workbooks in them where we guide you through all the information you would need. So the first two (sighs) that I created, the first one was medical. And, you know, we have a cardiac ICU nurse that help us make the medical one it's and everything you would need to be a caregiver. So medications, your medical history, past diagnoses, your immunization record, all of that stuff is in the medical binder. Mm -hmm. One medical binder will actually work for your entire family if there are no medical issues. But then once there's like a cancer diagnosis or something like that, you need your own medical binder. And just like you said, Bree, when you are in the thick of it, getting a medical diagnosis, just put it all in the binder. Mm -hmm. And then once a year though, you have to go through that binder, look at every single piece of paper, reorganize it, put it in real nice, but the slash pockets we use, you can actually just shove paper in the binder without three hole punching it as you go. The second one is that I mentioned is our financial binder. And that doesn't do like your daily monthly bill paying. It really is your future financial picture. So it's all of Mm -hmm. your insurances, your 401ks, your life insurance, anything related to your cars, pretty much everything that you would need to settle an estate for someone. From their finances, your beneficiaries, all of that. If you have a celebration of life ideas, those are all in there.
1: You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before. And when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But if you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance.
0: The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are.
1: The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore
0: coverage, visit com slash no guilt. That's com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt.
1: This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama
2: podcast. The third one is for your home, your physical dwelling that you live in, and that is your household reference binder. This is everything your realtor is going to want to know when they list your house and everything the new homeowner is going to want to know when they buy it. So how much was it when you bought it? What about property taxes? What about the shed or any improvements that you've made? The paint colors, uh, inside, outside, the electronics that go along with the house, that stay with the house, all of that goes in there. I you do not keep manuals.
1: That. Yeah, I didn't think about that I, I, so.
2: I, I, I got to say that. Uh-huh. I would not have thought about paint colors. And okay. now that you say oh, that, that's a is big so number one question, important. right? Yeah. Number yes. one question people it's ask white. when they're in a the house, what color is that wall? Right. I mean, because it's like, oh, it's white. Yeah. That's not white. It's like, nope but even for for
1: yourself, (laughs) like, like, I mean, yes, stuffs happen on walls. Everything happens. And you need to know this too. The
0: the, the things you're talking about. Wow. I definitely need someone to guide me through this because I would have never thought about that. And as soon as you said it, I'm like, well, of course,
2: (laughs) sorry. I totally interrupted on that one. I, I use that binder monthly because like, I don't keep operations manuals for any of our appliances. I rip off the front page And I put it in the binder, which tells me the model number. And then I put the receipt in there as well. That's all you need. And all I need to know is what is the model number and how old is it? Because I know how old it is, then I'll just replace it. Yeah, you can also find that online. You can find any manual
1: online because I like, I throw out all those manuals because I'm like, it's all online. But you're right. You need to know the model number when you want it. it. (laughs) Okay. So this is interesting about us because, again, like we
0: both know. So, like, we know about the two of us that I keep everything and she throws out everything. Everything. Um, (laughs) But that's funny because that monster is also, I have an accordion file in my closet that is full of manuals because Mm -hmm. every time I get anything, I just stuff the manual in there. And that, file is busting open because you can't have 25 manuals in there of like yeah. every blender and food processor and fridge. Yeah, and you
1: can flush it down by just tearing off. The ah, I know that is so brilliant.
2: Yeah. Lisa. When I have just... you ever referenced anything in there, Brie? Never. <laughs> if it's right. Broken, and I here's the thing <laughs> I tried. So this is hysterical. A, I was like, I am going to fix the washing machine. So I read the manual. I went online. I figured out it could be one of three problems. All the parts were like 40 bucks or less. And then right before I ordered the parts, this is the good part. I stopped myself and just called, I went and looked at the binder, but I was about to order these three parts, which was going to make me take my entire washing machine apart. I'm mechanical-ish, but like, I'm not. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't have time for this. And now I'm going to have a taken apart washing machine. So I went to the binder. I looked to see how old the washing machine was. It was eight years old and my rep had told me at seven years old, like they're not, they're basically not meant to last more than that. We Mm -hmm. went to the store, I bought a new washing machine. So... I really only need to know how old it is and what the model number is for whoever is going to fix it. Cause I clearly am not going to be the one fixing it, <laughs> but that oh. is brilliant.
1: And you don't want to spend time fixing it either. When you know that it's only supposed to last for that long. Right. I had a very Which similar is
2: ridiculous, but that's a whole nother,
1: I had a similar thing happen with my dishwasher. And thankfully the appliance company I called, they're like, wait, how old is it? And they're like, it's meant to break right now. You need to do one. <laughs> <sighs>
2: that's a whole nother topic. And then the, so those three binders are really for everyone. Uh-huh. I don't know how you are an adult without those three binders. We actually take mini versions of those three binders and we put it in one binder for 18 to 25 year olds. So we mm-hmm. call it a launch bundle, oh. it's a little bit of medical. It has renting instead of owning in it. It has a little bit of financial. It teaches you budgeting. So yeah. it's how you learn adulting. Oh my gosh. Uh, we have, that's amazing. Multiple universities looking to put that in as a freshman seminar into their university yeah, because it's it's literally all the papers you need as an adult. And then the fourth binder, it's kind of optional, but it is how you run your household. And it is great in your twenties, thirties, forties. It's for pets, vacations, holidays, celebrations, birthdays, you know, how to plan a dinner party, all that kind of stuff cooking, cleaning, all the all stuff, that.
1: all the stuff I need. Okay. Four binders. I could do this. I could totally do this. Yes, I'm going to get, can. I'm going to get this started and uh, hopefully I can report back to you and tell you I made some binders. Okay. Yes. So I have
0: a question for you. It's a new year. It's 2022. What is one thing that we can start off this year to move towards this whole being more organized, more decluttered? What is
2: one thing that I
0: could probably do this weekend or tomorrow or whatever?
2: I would say, listen to the organized 365 podcast. Like if you do like this conversation <laughs> at all, because I think about I'm a teacher by trade and I have figured out how do I help you shift your mindset? from seeing your house as a place that, you know, we walk into our houses and we really become children. We're like, I don't want to do the dishes, Uh but we own the house. (laughs) So we have to do the dishes. And we're always trying to figure out how to do less work so we can go out and play like we were as a little kid getting everybody. And so the one thing I would say is we don't have good models and examples for how to truly organize. We do for decluttering and increasing productivity. But after you declutter and before you increase productivity, you have to learn the skill of organizing, Mm -hmm. which 86% of Americans believe is a learnable skill. And I agree. Where do you learn it? And part of learning it is not how to fold your clothes or how many of something you should have. It's understanding how you use your space and why would you put your paper and binders to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like at the beginning of this podcast, you probably never thought about settling in a state or all the papers you would need in order to sell your home. And then it could all fit in a two inch binders. And now wow. you're going, well, when would I have the time to do that? Cause that seems manageable, but it's going to be a chunk of time. How can I find that chunk of time? That is what I teach people to do, to look at their space and their things differently, understand the process of organization and then start. Like you may say, you know what? It's been a while since I cleaned out my closet, put on a podcast, clean out your closet, realize you have success there. And then what is the next thing you want to organize? And then I can guide you through doing that through the podcast or our courses that we have.
1: I love that. So take one thing, find success, and then come listen to you for more
2: organization. (laughs)
1: Lisa, it has been so wonderful having you on the podcast and getting to meet you. And uh, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Lisa really inspired me about um, the binders, especially for like medical stuff. I know. I hadn't thought of that. I That's hadn't so thought needed. of that either. And it is needed. Like knowing that you could just be like, okay, like something is in the closet, especially Like I have ulcerative colitis. And so having all of that information in one place would be really, really helpful if anything ever happened where my husband could just grab the binder and be like, here you go.
0: You know, the other thing too that she said along that same line that just stuck with me was the whole grab and goes.
1: Mm -hmm. Like
0: when you have something going on, natural disaster, whatever, and you've got to go fast. If you know you can grab the important papers right then and there Mm -hmm. and just like five binders, you can handle that. Yeah, like because that's no four binders. She has four binders. Grab those four and get on out like you're good to go. Yeah, I don't have
1: anything like that set up, but I I am going to after this interview. The only grab and go I have. Well, I mean, my kids can walk on their own. I would probably... My, my cat? Put my cat in a little carrier? Well, yes, of course, my you'll dog. take the living
0: souls. Yes. But I'm talking about the non-living things that you're like, oh, I would never think to to go in. I mean, I do have my stuff in a, I have it in, a, in an accordion file, mm-hmm. but a binder would be way easier. And there's also the fact that the accordion file makes sense in Bree's brain. Don't mm-hmm. I mean, anybody else would have to find a <laughs> thing in there, but Bree knows where it is.
1: But we put a link to all of Lisa's stuff in the show notes. So go check it out. And until next time, Remember, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by.
3: Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory.